You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Prenke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to the Rebels podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Star Wars Rebels animated series. In this episode of the podcast, we are recapping the Star Wars Rebels episode entitled Stealth Strike. If you're checking us out for the first time, I am your co-host, Matt the Crankster Cranky. And let me bring in host and creator, the captain of the Rebels podcast, Michael Cohen. What's up, Mike? Hey, hey, yeah, I... I... I don't know. I'm half asleep this morning uh, <laughs> as we hey. record this. Yeah, yeah. We record early in the morning on a Saturday. I got my Star yeah. Wars mug with my calf in it. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm on my second cup, so I'm jazzed up, ready to go. Yeah. Uh, especially talking about all the all the news that's not coming around Rebels, uh, obviously. Uh, you know, yeah, we're, probably no. gonna, we're probably, you know, we're not going to get any news of Rebels until, no. what, January, February, maybe? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably yeah. after the break we take and then, Towards that last push for the the, the end of the season of, of Rebels, we'll get some probably some juicy stuff. But uh, yeah. hey, it's all about the Force Awakens, and of course, news TV spots and uh, you know risk, reg, ticket sales are supposedly going to 170 million, and and just pre-sale stuff, Mike. And what else is going yeah. on? Jeez, uh, I think the biggest thing was um, something that you told me. It wasn't. It kind of flew under the radar for me. I didn't even notice it. Was this mm-hmm. Omae's thing and, and if you if anybody out there saw it you as i just did um uh jj talked about you know how they're they're uh, promoting this new thing not new thing but the, the omaze thing we all know about it but yeah. at the end he mentioned um he did a little funny thing where he kind of goes hey well and where's luke and it said to be continued so we were just speculating on what we could see mike you think it might be something where he shows a picture of him maybe or something next week yeah, I think I think maybe we might we might get our first look at Luke Skywalker. Um, I think we'll at least hear from Mark Hamill um, in in terms of this uh, this Force Awakens uh, Force for Change mm-hmm. uh, 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 promotion. Um, for those who don't know, if you go right now to omaze.com slash Star Wars, you can donate, um, and they've got like a whole bunch of of different charities this this time around last time it was unicef 
Um, but with this this round, it all, basically all of the stars of the Force Awakens have chosen their own uh, uh, charitable foundations that they want to support. <clears throat> so they're gonna take all the money and then like split it amongst them. Um, so if you if you go and you donate, uh, you get entered for chances to win a trip to uh, California. At, to see The Force Awakens at the premiere, which is on uh, uh, December 14th. So you get to see the movie four days before wow. everybody else. Yeah, uh, I'm sure you'll have to sign all kinds of non-disclosure agreements and that sort of thing where they can, you know, uh, charge you money, more or less, if you <laughs> if you uh, leak any of the plot details. Yeah. But, and big uh, money. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so yeah, it'll be... You'll be there with the with the stars of the movie and and all sorts of other movie stars and famous people and everybody who wants to go see Star Wars. So um, as early as possible, right? All these people who will be like pulling strings to get in there first. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure yeah. you know, like Seth Green will probably be there, and yeah, you know, like all like the the Star Wars celebration regulars will all be there. You right. can basically guarantee that. Yeah. Yeah, you know what's you know you just mentioned it about Luke and and you and I just thought about this like he hasn't been on any promotional stuff. I mean, we've seen like over the last week like Jimmy Kimmel had all the the stars on there, you know, yeah. Adam Driver and all that. Um, I guess Good Morning America, Harrison Ford's going to be on it. I think it's tomorrow or something like that. Some of the stars are going to be on that coming up this week. Yeah, but you haven't seen and I I'm not sure why. Like I can understand not seeing stuff from the movie from him but why in the world is he not doing any type of just like going around and talking about, obviously yeah. he can't talk anything but maybe that's why maybe because there's just nothing he can say about his character i don't know if that's any clues and yeah. how much he's in it but it's just i just kind of thought it was weird just a second just thinking wait a minute i haven't yeah. seen him on anything well you know like this is this is the whole thing uh, there are two things going on here. One, the story very clearly revolves around Luke Skywalker. Whether mm -hmm. he's there or not, it it very mm -hmm. clearly revolves around him. Um, I've I've said before he's basically he's the MacGuffin, right? He's the he's mm -hmm. the thing that they're after, the Ark of the Covenant, the the Holy Grail, that sort of thing. Um, but. The other part of it is that this is a JJ thing. This is he calls it the mystery box, right? right? And it's one of those things where it's like there there has to be something in the movie that you don't know. You just you don't know anything about it. So mm -hmm. uh, for Super Eight, it was uh, it was the alien, right? So in the trailers and the TV spots, all that stuff, you never saw the alien. And then right. in the movie, you do see the alien. Like it, it, the the thing with the thing with his methodology with this mystery box thing is that uh, he always he I feel like he always delivers on it. Now people will go, oh, well, what about Lost? Well, J.J. Abrams had nothing to do with the story of Lost. He he produced Lost. He right. didn't write any of the episodes or direct. He, I think he directed the pilot. He did so the like, pilot, yes. So yeah. like he liked the idea. And, and uh, I, well, I mean, he, he, he did create, like, the germ of the idea because he had said, you know, to, to Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse uh, that he wanted to do, like, a, like a, a Gilligan's Island, Robinson Crusoe, but, like... 
but like modern and then the two of them went yeah but what if the island that they're on is this 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 and this and that's where Mm -hmm. lost actually comes from right um but he didn't have anything to do with that so if you look at his actual movies of which there are only a few like this is the thing is that he hasn't actually made that many movies right but if you look at them there are there are elements to the story that he doesn't that he always holds back that that he always sort of keeps as as a a secret so i think i think with star trek it was uh uh as best as he could it was old spock right like people knew that leonard nimoy had something to do with the movie but we didn't know what mm-hmm. it was until the movie happened with with into darkness it was benedict cumberbatch's con right. uh sorry spoilers uh <laughs> well, not really spoilers because everybody figured it out and then he just boldface lied about it which has always bothered me a little bit but um yeah and then with with super eight it was obviously the the alien so i think with with the force awakens it's luke luke is the mystery box so i uh, whatever's going on with luke is really like the 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 driving force uh, pun intended behind the movie and mm-hmm. if we know what it is going in then we'll have too many answers and that's not what that's not what he intends for that first viewing you know uh, yeah and and I think that that's I think that's totally fair I think I think purposefully withholding major parts of the plot um that that that's that that's pretty clever you know i mean there are things that that get revealed in sort of these roundabout ways like we basically know what the first order is up to they they want to conquer the galaxy no different than the empire right they're trying to take back what Mm -hmm. the emperor once held right so they're they're fighting that fight and in order to do that they've built a bigger battered death star um and uh and that's that's basically it i mean like it it is as far as that's concerned like it's it's star wars all over again right it's a new hope again mm-hmm. um only this time everything's on a bigger crazier scale so yeah um yeah, yeah i mean it, it uh that that stuff all seems pretty apparent from the trailers the tv spots from some of the the magazine interviews and online interviews and that sort of thing but uh, but there's this piece, there's this piece to it, and I think what's really interesting about it is that it is, and only only this past week have we really started to get that curtain pulled back on, on this element of it. But the movie is called The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like we have been shown how the Force is involved in any of this. What we've seen is, you know, uh, uh, Ray and Finn. Like, Finn's a stormtrooper. He's not necessarily a Jedi. Just because he's using a lightsaber doesn't mean he's Force-sensitive. Right. Um, and last week's TV spot made something click with me, that he's a, he's, a, he's a trained soldier. So, yeah, he would know how to use a lightsaber. Like, he'd, know, he'd not necessarily a lightsaber, but he'd know how to use... A, a melee weapon of some sort so he's got skills that transfer 
right? So so he'd actually he he would probably know something about fencing or something similar from the Star Wars universe. Um right. especially because of the stormtrooper that we see him fighting. So it makes you go oh, like, yeah. okay, he'd have some training. Um he's not a Jedi, but I I you've got that, you've got the Han Solo aspect of it, you've got Poe Dameron, who's just a, a starfighter pilot as far as we know. Like, this is the thing, is that like we just don't know anything about the Force yet. We have some hints at it. Um, we, we, we have some hints that, that uh, uh, Supreme Leader Snoke is knowledgeable about the dark side. We don't know if he's actually a dark side user. Like, mm-hmm. we don't know that. No one's flat out said that, I don't think. There's just been uh, things sort of, like, intimated that he has connections to the dark side. Um, mm-hmm. The only character that we know for a fact is a Force user is Kylo Ren. That's it. Mm-hmm. And, right. and even then, we don't we know nothing about about the the Knights of Ren. We just don't know anything about them yet. And and I think like this this week we got a new TV spot on on Thanksgiving. Uh, Americans celebrated Thanksgiving this past Thursday, so we got a new TV spot. Then uh, with uh, sort of this, you know, a little bit more of of Snoke's uh, uh, voiceover from a year ago <clears throat> about you know the Force Awakening and whatnot. Um. And we got a little bit more of, of, of Kylo Ren, but still no answers, right? Like like I said, like yeah. they're starting to sort of pull back the curtain, which is why I think uh, we might get a little bit of a reveal of Luke Skywalker in this next week. Because um, hmm. I think that I think that Luke, and then uh, uh, based on some of the some of the dialogue from. Uh, um, Oh man, why uh, Masconada? Nope. Oh, Masconada. Yeah. Masconada. Uh-huh. That uh, that that obviously there's some some force connections with those characters as well, right? So, we'll right. we'll we'll see. We'll yeah, see. The, uh, it's only three the, weeks uh, away now. I know, and, and another spot, like you said, and it was more focused on, I guess you could say, the dark side or the or the villains. <laughs> and um, part of that voiceover <clears throat> was with we, we're assuming is Snoke, is him saying it's time. And you yep. know he says about uh, about Kylo that he's never faced a test like this before. But I, I think it's interesting too that they're using the word dark side. Um, and, and I know it seemed like uh, before we knew that it was like it was the Knights of Ren, and you know is it mm-hmm. Sith and Jedi anymore? It's, uh, and it's obviously Jedi are still there because Luke is in all. But but is it going to be Sith or is it something else? Because he does say dark side, and I guess yeah. you don't necessarily have to find uh, dark side and just Sith. So. Um, but yeah, like I said, that, that whole thing was kind of focused on, on Kylo and it's, I don't know, man, I just think we're, we're getting set up for something really, I, I think we're going to have a huge curveball. I mean, at least I'm hoping there's going to be some huge curveball and some yeah. crazy moment where it's going to blow us away. And, uh, talking about this uh, also that came out before we head to the uh, recap, Mike, uh, the force awakens soundtrack listing yeah. came out. <laughs> and if me and you, neither of us have seen this, uh, I have heard that there is not spoilers in it, but it doesn't matter to me. I don't want to know anything because I'm sure there's some there's some kind of track where, where it says, you know, off to the castle or something, you know, whatever. Sure. Off to Maz's castle or uh, the ballad of, of Luke and this or whatever. I don't want to know anything. 
and it's out there. And if you want to find it, you can find it. It's not easy. And a lot of people are saying that it's not spoilery, but it doesn't matter to me. I don't want to see that because then it'll make me speculate more. And yeah. like you talked about, my, we speculated so much now. We just want this damn movie to get here. It's so hard now. I, this, yeah. this last month is going to drag on. It's already starting to drag. You know, it's like, oh, man, we're not even in December yet. You know, yeah. when we get to December, we got 18 more days or yeah. 17, actually. Uh, but other than that, though, we got that. We got that. Um, ticket sales are going crazy, of course. Yeah. Uh, anything else that's happening in the world of Star Wars you want to mention? Oh, and uh, of course, just before we go um, to the recap, of course, we have our contest, Mike. You want to mention yes. that real quick? Yeah, so uh, what we're doing is uh, in order to uh, uh, sort of thank our, our Patreon contributors from the last year, uh, we're, we're doing a holiday giveaway. So last week we announced the giveaway and the first prize, which uh, uh, the first prize of many, I should say, not first prizes and grand prize. Uh, it's all the grand prize. There's only one prize. Uh, uh, and that was a, a $25 Amazon gift card. So... Uh, you've got that in there. Uh, and then this week we revealed the second prize that's in the prize box, which is a digital copy of Jurassic Park. Um, yes. Which, which is, you know, one of the best movies of all time. Uh, definitely one of my favorites. Um, and, uh, and next week we will reveal one more prize. And then who knows, maybe we'll reveal another prize as we... Uh, as we announce the winner during our live show. So wh what happens is uh, go to patreon.com slash thunderquack. Um, pledge your support on our Patreon. Uh, uh, just a, a dollar a month. Um, and uh, and you'll be entered into the contest. Uh, if you want to pledge more, get some cool perks, you can do that. Um, you've heard us talk about Patreon before, so that's that's nothing new. I don't need to go into detail there. but And you can go to the site, patreon.com slash thunderquack, and read all the details <clears throat> of what, what we offer on Patreon. But, uh, but if you go there, if you're a Patreon supporter, so if you're already supporting us, then you don't need to do anything. You've already been entered into the contest. Mm -hmm. But uh, but if you if you head there, and you pledge your support uh, by six p.m. on December eighteenth, uh, you will be entered into the contest. We'll be doing uh, 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 a drawing that right then at six p.m. So you got to be in at six p.m. And then at seven, we're going to go live for our uh, Force Awakens spoiler cast roundtable on YouTube at youtube.com slash thunderquackpodcastnetwork. <clears throat> and uh, uh, before we get into the spoilers, so if you haven't seen The Force Awakens yet, um, it's okay. We're going to announce the winner right at the beginning of the show, just like right at the top of the hour. So uh, I, we're, we're going to announce our winner there, and uh, and and uh, then, you know, it's all it, all the prizes are digital. So if you win, you, if you don't even have to wait to get it like you'll yeah, you'll right. get it like within the next day or so as soon as we get your your contact info. So yes. uh, which we should already have in Patreon. So um, but yeah, we'll get in contact with the winner and then uh, and then and sort all that out, get them all their prizes. So uh, tune in next week. We'll be announcing uh, another prize. And then tune in to, to the live uh, Patreon roundtable uh, Force Awakens spoiler cast um, on, on December 18th, which is technically the day that the movie opens, but, but you know, most of our listeners 
I I I am confident we'll have seen the movie already. Yeah. Whether, At least whether, Thursday or Friday morning yeah. or Friday afternoon. Yeah. 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 yeah so. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, uh, the reason why I can confidently say that is that I will have seen the movie three times at that point. <laughs> so everybody yeah. else can can get out there and see it at least once. Um, but yes. uh, but even still, we're gonna make the announcement right at the beginning, so you don't have to watch the whole spoiler cast. Just pop in for the beginning, uh, find out if you won, and then uh, and then you can you know go on your merry way. And uh, uh, you know, uh, deal with whatever stuff you got to deal with. Go see the Force Awakens Go if you haven't again. seen it. Go see <laughs> it again see it. if you want to see it again, because it'll be on YouTube, right? I mean, our spoiler our spoiler chat will be on on YouTube for yeah. forever. So um, yeah, but uh, that's the contest. patreoncom slash thunderquack. Uh, you can go to thunderquack.com for the details. Just click on the news section, and you can read. Uh, there's some posts on there from the last two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, about uh, the different uh, uh, prizes and uh, some more of the details of, of you know uh, uh, what the intro, what the what the contest is, and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's so it. we thank you to everybody who supports us over at Patreon. Uh, you you definitely help us uh, bring yes. these podcasts. Uh, to the internet because it because it's, it's not cheap it actually adds up when it, when you're doing one podcast it's network. not a big deal yeah when you're doing like six or seven yeah. or eight it, it starts to become a bit of a a bit of a thing so yeah. uh yeah so we th- thank we thank all of our patreon supporters for sure and uh and uh you know all of our future patreon supporters who yes. are going to head to patreon.com slash thunderquack right now as they're listening and yes and uh prize pack up. coming yeah. at you yeah we've already had a few people sign up since we started the contest so uh, uh don't 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 miss out yes good stuff coming your way the, man. the 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 prizes that we've got coming are worth it yes they're worth for it sure. because sure. i get if you if you just you just got to think about it this way <clears throat> if you contribute your one dollar a month if you had been contributing for the full year so like as of December it'll have been 12 months because we started in January actually it won't it'll be 11 months so you can only have contributed $11 total if you've been contributing a dollar a month and you Mm -hmm. could win a $25 Amazon gift card like that's more than double your what you've put in Um, and then there's the Jurassic Park digital copy and then our other prizes on top of that so it's a it's a it's a good I, I think it's a pretty good contest. I That's think. pretty good contest. Yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, with that, Mike, you ready to hit this uh, recap? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Lord Vader. Dispatch Inquisitor to hunt the rebels. We can't just run. Lock down the spaceport. We can't beat that blockade. The Red Blades, they took her. If only we had more allies. I know someone. My name is Rex. Me commanders Gregor and Wolf. We are fighting a bigger fight. There are questions. Questions that need answering. I'm not really a Jedi. Then be a pirate Jedi. The Empire put a bounty on you. You gonna try to collect? Skywalker's apprentice could lead us to other lost Jedi. I'm not afraid. That's what worries me. 
All right, Mike. It's time for stealth. Strike. Ezra has volunteered for a mission with Commander Sato after Hera assured the crew that he would be helpful. Though while on the ship, the Padawan and the commander are pulled out of hyperspace, Sato calls to the ghost in a panic. Hera shares Sato's transmission with the rest of the crew, and they're all puzzled. Hera doesn't believe it's possible to pull the ship out of hyperspace, but Sabine has another idea. It's not a tractor beam the Empire is using, but a gravity well. While she was, uh, while she was in the Imperial Academy, cruisers with gravity wells were being tested with the capability to pull ships out of hyperspace. So, Mike, we open up with Sato mm -hmm. and Ezra on a mission this time. And, and the first thing I thought was, man, it's kind of weird to have he's – a, he's a commander. Yeah. Uh, why is he doing a mission like this? I, I'm confused on that one. I, I would never think a commander would do a, a mission like this. This doesn't make any sense to me. But um, I don't know. Maybe you have a little insight on, on what, what's going on there. Um, but – some other stuff that was going on in this very first part was Ezra, mm -hmm. and you'll and you'll see this throughout this whole episode. I mean, he really brings, uh, he really shows how great at the Force he is. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about it later with his fight and stuff yeah. like that. But here he feels the Force. He feels something's wrong. Yeah. Uh, he feels that this gravity well is starting to pull at him. And uh, like I said, we see a lot of a lot of him getting stronger in this episode. So it's kind of neat to see that. But this gravity well thing, this thing kind of came out of me. Uh, I've never heard about this. I haven't played the West End game, so I didn't know about the gravity well. So there, I'm watching this for the first time, like, what the heck is going on? And then they say it's a gravity well. It's able to pull ships out of hyperspace uh, that they're nearby. And I thought that, wow, what a what an amazing weapon that the Empire is building here. I mean, this is this is huge. And, and Rex uh, talks about this later on and how big of a weapon this could be. Um, ultimately, it doesn't work, and we'll talk about that later. But, uh, wow, powerful weapon is gravity well, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, um, well, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's uh, the interdictor has been something in the expanded universe for a long time, right? I mean, they, they talked right. about it in the, in the Rebels Recon that it came from that West End Games uh, source book, the Imperial source book. So it's been around since, <clears throat> since you know, the early 90s. And... Uh, and it's been the the interdictor's been featured in in books and comics and all sorts of things in the past, but it's really cool to finally have it entered into canon. Um, mm -hmm. And and it it looks the way that it looked in that in that uh, uh, role playing game source book, uh, which is really cool. And uh, and it and it it's sort of everything that uh, that we were kind of promised uh, that it would be. So mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> it's really cool to see stuff like that coming in with with Star Wars Rebels. Uh, we've got the Force Awakens doing all this new stuff and with all these new ideas, and it's not necessarily. You know, some of it might be a little bit inspired by the expanded universe, but it's not exactly the expanded universe. But then here we've got rebels and very often with rebels in the in the season and a half that we've gotten so far uh they they grab things from expanded universe from uh from the toys uh from all mm -hmm. sorts of stuff and bring them in and put them into the star wars universe in very believable grounded ways um at least as grounded as as a you know space opera can be but uh uh yeah it, it's a it's a it's really at the end of the day just a just a, a sort of a 
a plot point to get get the story started. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know why Sato is part of this. Um, <clears throat> and you know, like it kind of. I feel like they cheat a lot on Rebels by just sort of coming into an episode and and a character says, I don't know why Hera said that you should come with us. She said you would Mm -hmm. be useful. And it's like, show, don't tell. Just like, you don't have to tell us that, (laughs) you know, like that a it's not important what mission they're on i i or that they're even on a mission um it it could very well be that everybody else is is off on a mission and that that ezra is left behind with with sato for one reason or another but we don't need to know that just like ezra is on the ship sato is on the ship it gets pulled out of hyperspace by this interdictor Mm -hmm. or interdictor so i that's really all we need to know. <laughs> and then the yeah. the real heart of this episode is with Kanan and Rex. And uh, I would say oh, yeah, I would say yeah, that this sure. is probably one of my favorite episodes of the series so far. Yeah, yeah, I know, no doubt. This is I mean, it's not going to be Siege of Lothal. Yeah. But uh, I mean, talk about uh, talk about a fun episode. Uh, uh, yeah. You know the jokes in this thing were great. The the callbacks and the the just the feel of a new hope in this. Yeah. And many scenes, and, and it was just—I loved it. I mean, it was great. Um, yeah, I just like—I just like. Sometimes you just, yeah, Star Wars fans, we—I think about things and like, you know, why is you know, like I said, why is Sato on a mission to go get a Lost Patrol? It didn't make any sense. But, but like you said, uh, it could have just been, you know, going somewhere and then got pulled out. It didn't even be a Lost Patrol. But that's you know that's 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 picking some nits right there yeah, you know yeah. that's, that's well you know like yeah just look at it this way in return of the jedi they've got this incredibly uh dangerous plan to go down to the forest moon of endor and and disable the the shield generator so that the the starfighters can assault the death star right yeah and you've got Princess Leia Organa, the uh, yeah, last surviving uh, uh, monarch of Alderaan. So mm-hmm. she's uh, a symbol in and of, of itself just with that. <clears throat> and then she's a, she's a high-level rebel leader, mm-hmm. um, former imperial senator, incredibly important resource, Han Solo completely irrelevant to anybody but Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker, right? But <clears throat> Han right. Solo says, I'm going down to the, to the you know, I've, I've got my strike team assembled, but I need a command crew for the shuttle. And Princess Leia goes, like, count me in. And and Akbar, Mon Mothma, General Maydee. They're like, ah, sure, go ahead. Nobody <laughs> says anything. Like, nobody's like, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, yeah. wait a second. Let's have a conversation about this first. I uh, yeah. When we do eventually defeat the empire, we will need you to help us establish a new republic. So, probably not a good idea that you go down to this planet that could be full of you know little cannibal teddy bears, and uh, mm-hmm. I you know get yourself killed. Instead, they just let her go do whatever she wants to do. Like I feel like the rebellion kind of like they they, I don't know. Some of the expanded universe tries to to treat it like, oh, we can't have Princess Leia running around doing all this stuff, and it's like uh, that's in contradiction to the movies because nobody ever stopped her from doing anything. 
right? right. Like, uh, yeah. I, she was obviously commanding the mission to retrieve the Death Star plans, and we'll we'll see mm-hmm. how that ties into Rogue One, you know, in in about a year's time. But I, uh, right. I, yeah, I like like she that's a that's a high level i would i would put commander sato like this is the thing he's commander sato luke was a commander True. right like within yeah. the within the rank i don't know that that sato is really actually that high up <clears throat> he commands phoenix squadron but he's not a general right so there's somebody above him uh it's obviously like bail organa is obviously the one who who Sato answers to, I think like that. Right. That's pretty clear because uh, Chopper contacted Bale, and that's why Sato and Phoenix Squadron showed up at the end of season one, right? Um, mm. And then there have already been several missions where you know there have been connections to Bale, whether it was uh, last week with the with the courier getting back to R two and eventually Bale Organa. Um, yeah. or the episode before that, was it the episode before that? Yeah. With the, with the, the starfighter, um, with the B wing, mm-hmm. um, Bale right. is the one setting up the manufacturers to, to build the B wings. Like the, he's, a, I think, I think that Bale is the one in charge of this, this group. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, you, I don't, I don't know that I'd put commander Sato really that high up. We just haven't seen the rest of, the rebellion right we're only dealing mm-hmm. with this one sort of strike team the phoenix squadron and uh mm-hmm. and then the ghost crew so who are now kind of part of phoenix squadron so um so yeah i don't i don't think that uh that they that that it's that big of a deal that he would be going on a mission himself i just think that he is more of a strategist sure. or you know what i mean that type instead of somebody you want on a mission where you might have to yeah get into some combat or something like that so um but yeah like i said just kind of just yeah, nitpicking sure. there uh go <laughs> go ahead mike we'll keep going uh, all right everybody gear up kanan orders but to his dismay Hera asks him to only take rex to the system to find the ship rex has military experience and the ability to impersonate a stormtrooper kanan agrees although he is still skeptical of rex's value to the group now this is a this is a start of the like the crux of this episode yeah. is is the relationship and we've talked about this relationship since Rex came back and the back and forth and we get a lot of it this year in it in it or this this season and it ends up like well, we'll talk about how it ends up but I'm just wondering is is I think maybe Hera obviously she knows Rex is going to be vital to this type of a mission. Um, but maybe a second part of it was the, also that, you know what, I need to get these two on the same page because if we don't, um, further on down the line, they're, and it's more Kanan, right? Yeah. It's like Kanan's the one that's having trouble getting over this thing. Rex is already, he's good to go. He's, he wants this thing to work yeah. out. Of course, he likes to play with it and, and jab um, Kanan, and he does it throughout this episode as well. But Kanan is the one that has to get over this this problem. Yeah. And I think Hera gave him this this thing like, hey, you guys need to go and work this thing out. And maybe she figured out that somehow they would have to rely on each other. Um, so and Hera does this a lot with with their team ups. She's done it before with like I think it was Ezra and Zeb 
um, you know, they, they were having their little thing and she had them go off together and figure it out together. So I think this is her thing of making these two yeah. work it out. And like I said, Mike, it's more, it's more Kanan than anything. Right. So, uh, commander Sato and Ezra are taken captive aboard the Imperial ship. They are escorted by stormtroopers to an icy Imperial in black. Admiral Brom Titus. The Admiral is familiar with the Rebels' activity and expected to find them. When Ezra is asked his name, he sarcastically replies, Jabba the Hutt. But the Imperial knows he is Ezra Bridger, and Callus will be happy with his arrival. This is an interesting dude, too, this Admiral Titus. And the the way they introduce him and the way they focus on him, I was trying to think, is this this somebody from canon that, that... was in the background and I don't, I didn't get a chance to look it up or I didn't see anything about it. I guess he's not. But no. At so first I thought it, in no. the trivia section on the website, it just sort of notes that they, that he's kind of a bit of a composite of, of different background actors uh, okay. and people from that would have been used um, at the time in at, at, uh, at like around, um, the mm-hmm. the studio that they that they were shooting so um they really like they kind of went to an effort to make him look like one of the background characters from from a new hope and uh i, mm-hmm. I and they did a great job because i had the same sort of feeling about it it was like this guy feels so familiar but yeah, i, I did, don't right? know the name brom titus right so um yeah yeah uh, uh, but but he definitely has that look of an imperial, right? Yeah, and he he has the throughout this episode he has the uh, he is to excuse the pun he is callous. I mean he is he is uh, ruthless. Yeah, uh, for sure. And he shows that in a little bit. So it is a cool character. I like the like what they did with him. Um, yeah. And then uh, did I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I'm sure everybody they kind of. They kind of focused on it, and and they had a little laugh about it. Uh, Kanan and Rex about the painting that uh, I'm assuming that Sabine did in the yeah. in the shuttle. Notice that, that? Uh, that that I'm <laughs> I'm uh, uh, dedicating myself to making sure that Lucasfilm makes a T-shirt with that artwork on it because I I want that so yeah, that's bad. Cool. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, yeah. Again, and it's and it's like the whole crew is kind of poking fun at these two that they just cannot get along and it's it's almost coming like a comedy thing now and it's like it does kind of finally break through in this episode so yeah. we'll, we'll get there go ahead Mike. <clears throat> uh, back on the ghost kanan and rex argue over whether rex will side with the imperials due to his past kanan still thinks that clone troopers and stormtroopers are one and the same rex corrects him just as zeb arrives with their disguises stormtrooper armor Looks a little tight on you, old man, Kanan quips. Hera breaks up their jabbing to lay out the game plan. Sabine arrives with a stolen Imperial shuttle, which they will use to board the cruiser. And this this moment is one of my favorite moments in in the series so far, where Kanan is like, Man, when are they gonna like like they just they just keep letting us steal these things? <laughs> these imperial shuttles yeah. right and it's like it's yeah. a it's a it's a that's a jab at at i think star wars writers uh from throughout the the uh, uh the 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 legacy of star wars uh whether it's expanded universe or movies or tv shows or whatever mm-hmm. um 
they use a stolen shuttle, a stolen Imperial shuttle in Return of the Jedi. And so basically, like, every video game and every comic book and every book has, has uh, ended up with, like, oh, yeah, and then they steal an Imperial shuttle. And uh, and I don't think that this is the first time we've seen it. Is it have, have they stolen an Imperial shuttle on Rebels before? Well, they stole the TIE fighter. They stole the TIE fighter. They stole a shuttle at the end of... Uh, I, Siege of Lothal, didn't they? Or was that the ghost that came in and rescued them? Uh, wasn't that the ghost? I don't know. Uh, I can't remember. Maybe now. it was the ghost. I just remember the Tie Fighter. Maybe it was the ghost. But yeah, I. But but yeah, like they they the the it's sort of a Star Wars trope of have imperial stolen imperial shuttles and and hiding out in stormtrooper armor, right? Like just throwing on stormtrooper armor to disguise yourself. These are uh, yeah. these are are classic Star Wars ideas. So uh, yeah, I, I just love that line, and it was it was just such a great moment between those two characters, and sort of breaking uh, the fourth wall a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna, just going to say that how it was kind of nods to yeah. us. It was really neat. Uh, Kanan gripes that he doesn't want to be on this mission, and once they find they are uh, find their people. There to get out of there as quickly as possible. Rex adds that they must disable the weapon. If the Empire is able to take rebel ships out of hyperspace, their movement as a whole won't last long. Kanan agrees, but insists that this is a rescue mission first and foremost. The shuttle emerges from hyperspace and approaches the interdictor cruiser. Rex begins to spout imperial jargon and eventually gets clearance. Uh, Kanan grumbles and calls it protocol nonsense. Back in the Clone Wars, Rex and Cody, pra Cody practically invented these emergency protocols, and Rex assures Kanan that the codes are good. The plan seemingly goes off without a hitch, and they are instructed to proceed to the hangar. To copy that, sir. Boy, are we glad to see you. We have a 157. Repeat, a 157. You are not cleared. This is a 675 test zone and off-limits to you, S257. Well, if we don't get some help soon, we're going to have a 3376 on our hands. I don't think you're going to want to have a 3376 off your starboard side now, would you, sir? Shuttle S257, requesting your emergency access code. Copy that, sir. Priority protocol 7. Ugh, this is the stuff I can't stand. Protocol nonsense. Stand by for code check. Cody and I practically invented these emergency protocols back in the Clone War. Trust me, the codes are good. Ugh. Copy Shuttle S257, you are cleared to proceed on heading 1599 to Hangar 11. Thank you, sir. See, they don't suspect a thing. That's cool, Mike. They're using the shuttle just like they did in Return of the Jedi. Um, but here's the thing, like... Hera was right. I mean, obviously, this was a great choice mm -hmm. to have Rex on this mission. Whether she wanted them to, to get along or work their things out, he had to be on this mission because of just this reason right here. And it's it's so neat to hear him talk about, like, hey, we invented – me and Cody are the ones that practically invented all these codes. Yeah. And they still are using those codes all these years later, you know. And, and he's right there on them. He knows what they mean. And, of course, we have no idea but what, what he's talking about. But they sound like it's going to be bad. Uh, whatever a 3376 is, it sounds like it's going to be bad. Yeah. So uh, it, was really, it was really cool to, to hear that. I mean, him especially talk about Cody and, 
and just how they invented all this stuff. And, yeah. Um, and the banter between him and Kanan, and Kanan just can't stand uh, these, this, the protocol crap. So uh, good stuff. Though. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of Han in A New Hope when he's, uh, you know, uh, we're all fine here now. How are you? That part. Um, yeah. That's what he's. Fine that's what he was trying to do, <laughs> but it, yeah. uh, but it yeah. didn't work. You know, because he he didn't really sound like an actual imperial when he was doing it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, go, ahead, go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> uh, Admiral Titus calls Agent Callus to inform him of his prized catch. Callus instructs that Ezra be placed in a secure cell with triple guard. He should not be underestimated. And he doesn't even... And and Callus tells Titus, like, hey, you know, this is no joke. You know, this mm-hmm. you need to put... And only triple... And uh, this guy's like, what? What are you talking about, Triple? He's a kid. Yeah. Um, but Callus knows. I mean, he's been trying to capture these guys for two seasons now, and he can't do it. And he's only going to put three. I figured he would have said, hey, you know, I want I want droids on this guy. I want stormtroopers. I want everything on, on this kid. He ain't going anywhere. But Titus, uh, this is where Titus has that, that um, I don't know, that uh, kind of cocky, like, now no one's going to get out of my my grasp. Yeah. I mean, he might have got out of yours, but he ain't getting out of mine. So, uh, the rebels and stormtrooper guys have now boarded the imperial ship. Chopper gets to work locating Ezra, and they're off to get him from his cell. But Ezra has an escape plan of his own. Using the Force and his wits, he manages to escape custody and locks his stormtrooper captors in the cell that had been meant for him. Unfortunately, in all his fighting, he accidentally shoots two troopers, accompanied by a droid, his rescuers. Thankfully, they come uh, come to consciousness, and Ezra proposes they split up. Chopper and Ezra will get to the ship's reactor to destroy it, while Rex and Kanan free Sato and his crew. Kanan is not convinced, but Rex argues that they must destroy the ship to protect the fleet. Ezra complains about their incessant bickering and heads off with Chopper. So this is where I'm talking about um, love this fight with, with, if you call it a fight with Ezra, um, showing his power and... And Filoni talks about this in the behind the scenes, how, you know, he's been growing and growing and and, it's, and what's so great about it is he's getting this Jedi training, but he's also getting stuff from Rex that that he can't get from from Kanan. Yeah. And it, this mix of of Jedi training and just and and tactics and all that, it, it's just really making this kid powerful, man. And, and Filoni talks about how we're going to see how powerful he gets. Yeah at the end of the season well, but this one i loved i mean he's he's climbing the wall and doing kicks yeah. off the wall and stuff like that great he's stuff. he's being uh he's being taught to be very aggressive and, yes that's and, right, that's right. I, that, huh? I don't know like it, it it's it's interesting because i think that there's a bit of a of a young obi-wan anakin situation going on here where where obi-wan wasn't obviously wasn't ready to to train anakin um kanan is even less so because kanan never achieved knighthood so uh now he's he's thrust into a, a a master apprentice situation and and at no point is he really like i think i think kanan is a good jedi I don't mm-hmm. think Kanan, because he didn't have very long with his, with his master, with Depa Balaba, he didn't learn the lessons uh, that, you know, it's, 
any anybody anybody who has has taught kids who who has raised kids or who is you know uh, in regular contact with with kids will know that at some point whether you want to or not you end up saying the things that your parents said to you when you were a kid that you just hated mm-hmm. right it just comes out of your mouth because it's how you were raised and that when it comes to being a jedi I think that how you were how you were taught, especially that master Padawan relationship, so important. Kanan's Padawan was cut down early, and then uh, if you read the comics and if you read a new Dawn, you kind of get the sense that he was always on a search for a new master. That was kind of his modus operandi, and he would kind of go from place to place, finding these different people to follow. Right mm-hmm. to to learn from, and some of them weren't exactly. Uh, they were good people, but they weren't exactly great role models. And so I think that that although Kanan is a good Jedi, Kanan grew up in the temple and learned a lot of his lessons young. I, uh, a lot of his his knowledge is internalized, and so he has a hard time teaching Ezra, and he's missing a lot of the major points. He's teaching mm-hmm. Ezra how to use the Force, but he's not teaching Ezra why you use the Force, right? Like, they, there's a lot of the, you know, uh, uh, stick him with the pointy end kind of lessons. And, and there needs to be because they're in the middle of a war, right? Whether, whether everybody in the galaxy knows it or not, the Rebellion and the Empire are at war. So uh, Ezra needs to be able to defend himself, obviously. But... There's never been that conversation of a Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense, never for attack, right? Mm-hmm. Ezra doesn't... Ezra's not been taught that, or if Kanan has said it, he hasn't said it in a way that's gotten through to Ezra, because Ezra's first action is always to attack. Always, 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 right? Um Obi-Wan might not have been the best teacher and he might have ignored, you know, turned a blind eye to a lot of Anakin's uh, more troubling behavior, behavioral traits. Um, but Obi-Wan, his, just his personality was very much ask questions, shoot later, right? Like, uh, right. It, it was just sort of the way that, that he was predisposed um, to the point where it brought him into conflict with Qui-Gon a lot because Qui-Gon was much more just kind of see where this goes, right? And Obi-Wan's like, well, we should really just kind of talk this out with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he was nicknamed the Negotiator during the Clone Wars. So um, you, you, I, think, I think you see that. You see that in Ezra that, like, he, he doesn't, he hasn't had that. And, and that's, he's a loaded weapon, right? Like, he's just, he's, he's just running around using the force without any thought of the consequence and mm-hmm. it's it is going to i i think it, based on what dave filoni said in that in that latest rebels recon which if you haven't watched it i think this one's important you need to go watch it um mm-hmm. there's something going on with ezra he's on a path and i think that these these inquisitors showing up they're they're showing up for a reason and uh the answer to why Ezra isn't around, why he's not a Jedi in A New Hope, might be 
mm-hmm. a little different than we were anticipating. Um, mm. And what yeah. happens to Kanan might might tie into that. And, you know, like it sort of just those those little comments. And it, it, Filoni, he knows that he's doing this to us. He knows that by dropping those little tiny tidbits that he's got us sitting around on podcasts and in, you know, comic book stores and, and movie <laughs> theaters and all across the, the Internet going like, so wait a second could Ezra be one of the Knights of Ren, right? Like he's, he's, he's doing this to us on purpose. Yeah, he's absolutely right. doing it to us on purpose to make us sit there and go like, what's going on with that character. But um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that was an important thing that Filoni and you mentioned what Filoni said about, he, he is more aggressive mm-hmm. um, in his, in his style. And um, yeah, we'll see how that, plays out further in this season and in and, and his ultimate fate. And I have to go back to, I mean, we talked a lot about how this episode had so many great comedic moments in it. I mean, just, just before this, um, you know, Kanan does the old mind trick on the stormtroopers and, uh, you know, Rex says, not bad. I've seen a little better, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's obviously talked about his, his time with, with Obi-Wan and Anakin and Ahsoka and all that. Yeah. And, you know, maybe he doesn't really, I don't, I don't know that he, he hasn't seen it better. I mean, that was a pretty good mind trick. Uh, but just the chance to jab at Kanan, you know, but just, to, you know, poke the bear a little bit. It was kind of neat to see that. It was really funny. And then um, when they're getting on the uh, the, the elevator, uh, you know, the, the Imperial comments, they have this great little scene about how he's fat, you know, how Rex has kind of let himself go. And he's like, hey, Stormtrooper, you're kind of kind of fitting in that storm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so funny, too. Right. And, and here is uh, and he kind of and Rex under his breath, he goes, you know, like. Uh, tighten your face a little tighter, you know. <laughs> he's yeah. trying to be. Uh, oh, it's, it was so great. I mean, he, and he's not saying anything. Like he's just talking under his breath, and then they finally find out that, like, where are you guys going? They're going to the commissary. Like, oh, that's not really where you want to be going. You don't want to go to the commissary when you're fat. So <laughs> that that whole that whole exchange was so funny, yeah. and, and it just that whole the whole episode had that in it. Just some great action and great comedy. Um, and we'll get even more of that coming up here. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> Uh, sorry, where are we? The detention they, block? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the detention block is locked down, and Rex and Kanan open fire on their fellow troopers, revealing their identities as rebels. Meanwhile, Chopper and Ezra have located the reactor core for the gravity weapon. Ezra is used as bait to distract the troopers while Chopper sabotages the reactor. Rex and Kanan make it to Commander Sato's cell and free him. But stormtroopers cut off their escape route and pin them down with a firefight. Kanan pulls the oncoming troopers with the force and Rex shoots them with his blaster. Clones and Jedi working together, just like old times. Ezra and Chopper make their way back to Sato's ship, but Kanan and Rex can't escape as easily. The old clone gets tired from the running and urges Kanan to go on without him. He then, uh, he's then assaulted by a group of troopers brought... Uh, and brought to Titus for questioning. Never expected to make it this far with you for a partner. You know, you're not the first Jedi I've fought beside. But probably the last. Wow, you really do shoot like a stormtrooper. Guess I don't have too much to worry about. Ah, his helmet. I can't see. Come 
commander. Amen. They're keeping Ezra in a separate cell. We have to find him. Ezra's doing fine. You mean he escaped? On his own? Yeah, he tends to do that. We don't have time for this. I'll pull, you fire. <laughs> Just like old times. Settle down, Captain. say mike uh i got a little intense there for a second when when rex says i'm not trying to impress you you know and and mm-hmm. for a minute there i'm like oh my gosh you know it, could this be the end of rex because we don't know like you know is rex really that integral to the story of rebels i don't know so for a minute there i thought man is this is he gonna go out you know saving kanan and that's where kanan realizes that he should have trusted and this is actually the point I think where Kanan like has obviously has a turnaround and you kind of, you see him kind of, kind of, it kind of goes around his head like, oh man, you know, the, Rex is, you know, he's putting himself out, he's putting himself out there. He's, he's willing to die for this group, you know, this rebel cause. And that's where he finally, he finally clicks for him, you know, but um, let's go back to the beginning of this where, where Kanan says, man, you really do shoot like a stormtrooper. Yeah. And it's one of those, it's one of those, like you just said, Mike, I got to break in that fourth wall. Like, Hey, everybody, you know, I even noticed it too. And, and here's one for you. I thought that was great. Um, and then of course, like he says, Hey, just like old times where, where Kanan uses the force and Rex does the shooting. Um, that was a great, great moment there and him throwing the helmet. But again, it, it, all that, uh, all that comedy was kind of, at the end there kind of pulled back and like, whoa, it got serious right there for a minute. And I did think that, you know, is this the end of Rex? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I was worried. I was definitely worried for him. Did you get the feeling too? Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I don't know. I thought, I thought it could, it could have been the end just the way they, the, the drama of that, that point there where, where Rex is like, uh, you know, I'm, he was tired from the running and obviously he's getting old now. And uh, it's just one of those. He's a clone, man. He's he's used to putting himself out there and, and sacrificing himself, like yeah. a lot of clones did. So, uh, I, I thought that could have been it, Mike. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. He it was definitely. I think it was meant to be, sort of played that way of like, oh, is is this Rex's final sacrifice? Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I, thank, thankfully he makes it out. Thankfully he. <laughs> yeah. he he sticks around. Um, it would be a shame. It would be a real shame if the two of them finally put their differences aside, and uh, and Only, then yeah, he was gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, for sure. Uh, well, luckily, stuff. that's not going to be what happens. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> uh, Admiral Titus scans Rex's number and is surprised to learn he was once a hero. Where is his loyalty? Uh, my loyalty to the was to the Republic, not your empire, Rex states. Titus offers him immunity and a chance to start over with the Empire if he'll give up his rebel comrades. Rex refuses, and the Admiral brings in an interrogation droid. I, I have to imagine that Vader will be made aware of Rex's involvement at some point, mm, and that, interesting, and yeah. that it will affect him. Um, yeah, uh, 
I, I can't imagine that that Vader would would take too kindly to his old partner uh, mm-hmm. in crime, uh, uh, turning coat like this and joining the rebellion, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Since we don't know what happened with Rex and yeah. if he knows or anything like that, that's another compelling part of this this series is um, if you do have Rex around, what what could you do with it later on if Vader's around? If yeah. I don't know if there's a way to tell the story, if, if there's a way for Rex to find out. I don't know, because pretty much who's who, who knows about Anakin turning and, and actually being Vader? What is it? The Emperor? Yeah. Um, you know, Obi-Wan? Yoda? I mean, who else, Mike? I mean, I can't think of anybody else who would know. So yeah, uh, yeah, not not too many. Uh, Tarkin knows that Anakin and Vader are the same person. Oh uh, yeah, true, true. But uh, yeah, there's there's not that many. There's not that many. And that that could be some serious um, story, uh, serious stories and serious episodes um, to cap off a season or to start yeah. a season. Wow, so, especially with Rex and Ahsoka. Also, man, some crazy stuff. Uh, well. Continue, but hope for Rex isn't lost. Kanan senses his danger and orders Ezra to get Sato out. He has his fr- he has to get his friend. Ezra handles the remain- uh, remaining trooper with impressive skill, and Kanan comes to Rex's rescue before Titus can eliminate him. Arm in arm, the two battle their way toward the hangar. Ezra tells Ezra to take off. They've got another way out. There's no time to get back to the ship, but there was always escape. Uh, but there are always escape pods. So um, this is where, like I said, you know, Rex or uh, Kanan comes to that realization that um, you know Rex is there for them. He's not. Uh, you know, he's he's had a huge hurdle to get over, and I don't necessarily think that he trusts, still trusts stormtroopers or clones or anything like yeah. that. But he's gained a friend and and the trust and uh, of Rex. So, so he's able to to put at least put Rex on on board with with the rebels, and he can trust him now. So that was cool. And yeah. I think one of the one of the funniest lines of the whole the episode was um, there was this exchange between Sato and Ezra, and Ezra was saying, you know, I got this. And then you see Ezra go out and do his thing, and 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 <laughs> Sato comes up and he's telling the rest of his crew, hey, 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 he's got this, let's go. You know, it was just like yeah. a funny episode to hear Sato, a commander, you know, a guy with this, uh, you know, presence and a leader to say, hey, he's got this, let's go. You know, he's on board with 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 Ezra and his and his joke there. So it was cool, but uh, it was it was the the moment of of Kanan like closing his eyes and uh, sensing that Rex was gonna was gonna be killed. Yeah. And putting all that aside and saying, you know, he's part of us. So that was a, that was a neat way to, uh, to, to go. We want to finish up Mike and we'll finish up uh, the yeah. last part. Uh, <clears throat> uh, the Jedi and captain join the squadron and they attempt to make the jump to hyperspace, but the Imperials drag them back with the gravity. Well, just when things seem desperate, Chopper's sabotage comes to fruition. The droid rigged their weapon to pull in everything nearby rather than a specific target. The Imperial ships protecting the Interdictor come hurtling toward it and destroy the cruiser, allowing the Rebels to escape. The grumpy astromech has once again saved the day. Rex and Kanan share a moment of respect when the clone thanks the Jedi for saving his life. They show their appreciation with a regal salute after an intense but successful mission. Gentlemen, 
My crew and I owe you our gratitude. All three of you. Thanks, Commander. You know, when you two are fighting each other, you fight really well together. Jedi and clones. Now I get it. <laughs> Kids, you know, crazy ideas. Yeah, you know, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I guess there's nothing more to say about it. Hey, Rex. That was kind of cool, you know. Just anything, Mike. He just had to turn and 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 put the salute up, and and that's kind of a kind of his nod, and his way of his his way of saying, you know, thanks, and without even having to say anything. Yeah. Um, and it was a cool way to, to end the episode, and, and to see that these two uh, put kind of put their stuff aside. And like I said earlier, it was more. I've always thought it was more Kanan trying to get over this hurdle. Of course, it's Kanan. I mean, look what he had to go through. Uh, in the Kanan comic, we've got his backstory on what happened, and of course, this is going to be really hard for him to to get over. But uh, over the, the last few episodes with Rex, he's he's shown that he could be trusted, and uh, him sacrificing himself pretty much was the last straw. I was like, okay, I guess this guy is is with us. So, yeah. uh, like, you know, great episode. Um, I I think. As far as like it had everything, um, it had some great comedy, it had the action, it had some stuff with Ezra and showing his power and where he's going, uh, the relationship between Rex and Kanan. Um, probably, probably the second favorite episode that I've I've seen this season so far. I mean, we're real early in these, this season, but um, behind Caesar's Lothal, I thought this was a great episode. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, yeah, it definitely. Um, this is a little bit more what what I hope for when we tune into Rebels every week. So the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, I mean. Uh, the uh, oh man, what was the Starfighter episode called? Uh, I have uh, Wings was of the Wings Master. of the Master. Yes, yeah. uh, Wings of the Master was a great episode as well. But um, I this one, it just kind of had everything that I want from an episode of Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 especially, I mean, here's the thing: Kanan has been conspicuously absent in a lot of the stories this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. having him back was really nice i i i I don't i don't uh uh, hide it he's my favorite character on the series right so to have him and rex have a story where the two of them kind of get to go off on their own and then ezra gets to do some cool stuff too and there's a great moment with sato and a new uh imperial villain uh introduced like uh, as well as as new tech and all that sort of thing um, I just have to note right here at the end of the episode when those mm. ships get pulled in and collide with the interdictor. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The detail of the the um, cruisers sort of peeling the top of the interdictor yeah. off. Wow, was just phenomenal. So the 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 animators just went above and beyond. Yes, this week I, with I, that. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was that was yeah. a, a neat point, and a lot of the nods to A New Hope and the way things looked, and you know the elevator scene, and yeah, yeah, that scene with with that crashing. Wow, that would look fantastic. And and here's the thing about you know I talked about it like wow this is the this could be and Rex mentioned that this could be a a major weapon that could be used against the rebels and and pretty much wipe them out if they get this thing working right. But it seems like that they realize that it's too easy for this weapon to be turned around on ourselves. And uh, maybe that's why they kind of went away from using it or couldn't use it anymore. It's just, it's just too easy to have it 
you know, turned around and look what happened. I mean, it just blew, it devastated them. The, the interdictor was blown up and, and among other cruisers that were, uh, that were blown up as well. So, yeah, that's well, why I mean, there is, there is an implication that, uh, and, and this is in the rebels recon that, uh, that interdictors or something similar to it were used at the battle of Endor to, to stop the rebels from, escaping right escaping right right. uh, but yeah like that sort of an after the fact sort of like revisionist history sort of going back and saying okay but you know what about this Um, so yeah I I I think I think although like not not necessarily a successful test um, I don't know that it would would 100% stop them from making more or possibly, you know, putting it in, in a Death Star or something like that. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, in that rebel in the Return of the Jedi, he says we don't need we only need to keep him from escaping. We don't have to yeah. capture everything. So who knows? Um, comments on this episode uh, on Facebook. Alan Leibovich mentioned uh, he had a comment on this episode. He said to quote out. Uh, to quote out fine, to quote our fine host, "Holy smokes, this is my favorite Rebels episode yet. Action, suspense, character ve- development, and great la- laughs." So I have to agree with Alan as far as as far as all that. I mean, it did. It has great action. It had some great laughs, um, and then of course the development between Rex and Kanan. Uh, you can't uh, can't deny that. So all around, just just a solid episode from from Rebels. And the last few episodes, I've kind of been just like, oh, it was it was fine. You know, it didn't blow me away. But this one, I really loved. I had a great yeah. time watching this. And so so uh, good stuff. Anything else, Mike? Before we go next time? Uh, no, I think that's it. So next week on Star Wars Rebels, it is called the Future of the Force. And the rebels learn that the Inquisitors are seeking Force-sensitive children, and they work together to protect the young ones from the Inquisitors' loot. Fear not. We wish to make friends. They defy the Empire. Don't have too much fun with that. They battle the Sith. Care for a rematch? But nothing could prepare them for this. Calm him down. Since it's your fear, what are you doing, stupid? Star Wars Rebels, brand new next Wednesday at nine thirty on Disney XD. So, Mike, uh, four sensitive children. We saw this in the Clone Wars, and we're seeing it again in the uh, in the Rebel series. Yeah. And uh, four sensitive children. The Red Blades are coming, Mike. Next week, Red Blades are coming. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's this is sort of I I uh, hearkening back to one of my favorite episodes. Uh, yeah, the children. Clone Wars, uh, Children of yeah. the Jedi. So, or yeah. sorry, Children of the children Force. Force. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to get here. I'm excited to get sort of back on track, um, mm-hmm. and and tell a little bit of a more of a plot driven story than a character driven story. Um, right. Get get a little bit more about about where the galaxy is at at this point. But uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a good one. We got the yeah. Inquisitors back. We got. Kanan and Ezra, and uh, and and it looks like Zeb's part of this episode, which Zeb is another character that's been a little bit mm-hmm. um, relegated to the background in the last little yeah. bit. So, right. Uh, right. so yeah, definitely, definitely excited for for next week. Yeah, and like you said, getting back to that, um, I guess more serious or more uh, more story stuff as far as the Force 
and where it's at at this point in the gal- in the, of the of the universe and uh, what's going on with these kids and it's that's some really it sounds like it's going to be some really cool stuff I can't wait to see that and of course the inquisitors are back so that's cool but that's going to do it for this week Mike Yep, uh, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com, where Tim does an excellent job of keeping you guys up to date with everything you need to know about Star Wars Rebels. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Rebels Podcast. I almost said Clone Wars Podcast, <laughs> just about. <laughs> yeah. uh, slipping into a pot like two years ago. Uh, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at uh, at Rebels Podcast. And you can follow me on Twitter at ArkWolf, A R K W U L F, as well as Matt at The Crankster. That's Crankster yes. with a K. With a K. Uh, yes. and, uh, and of course, we are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. You can head to thunderquack.com to check out all of the other great podcasts in the network, uh, and uh, as well as finding the link to uh, uh, our, our contest. And our Patreon page, patreon.com slash thunderquack. So you can, if you head there, support us. You'll be entered into our giveaway. Uh, you'll also get some great perks uh, at different levels, $5, $10, $15, $20. Um, uh, and that's, a, that's a, a monthly contribution that helps us bring great podcasts like this to you. So we thank everybody who supports us over at Patreon. And, uh, and and uh, we hope you guys enjoy all of the great podcasts that we produce for you. But uh, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week with The Future of the Force. See you next week. 